Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. Life truly is an adventure, and it's probably no surprise that myself and my four sisters seem to have more adventures than normal. After all, the show's called How in the Hell Did I Get Here for a reason. Today's episode is in honor of our maternal grandma, Grandma Pat, who is featured in our first story. She was truly remarkable. Mother of eight, a grandmother of many, including great-great-grandchildren. Sadly, we lost her in early February of 2019, less than 48 hours after this podcast went live, and I like to think she hung around to see it happen. They broke the mold after Grandma was born. You'll understand what I mean when you hear our first story, which happened at a family party a long time ago. In our second story, I find myself divorced and ready to go on a vacation. So I do the logical thing, find a woman's travel adventure company and book myself on an adventure to Cozumel. Side note, have you noticed when I go to Mexico, crazy things happen to me? Um, yeah. It turns out to be a great trip, but little did I know the adventure would start before I even got on the plane. Everyone loves a good garage sale, right? In our third story today, Erin decides to throw the mother of all garage sales, and the prep takes weeks. I'm there to help out, and it's going great, until the day she tells me we have to set up seven teepees. Let me repeat that. Seven teepees. On the lawn in 98 degree heat. Welcome to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Quick note before we get started. I mentioned bonking on a bike ride in story number two, which means I literally ran out of energy and could not go on for a while. In addition, one name is beeped out in that story to protect privacy. Also, today's episode includes swearing. This How in the Hell Did I Get Here story from the 90s gives you a peek into some of our crazy relatives, whom I'm sure you'll hear more about in future episodes. This one features myself, Grandma, and Larry, father to Jenny, Aaron, Skye, and our brother Matt, stepfather to myself, Carrie, and our brother Chris. Let's just say we don't call him Crazy Larry for no reason. The man is an original. So there was a party. Oh, yeah. Grandma was in fine form at this party. So I was there with husband number one. And uh, I remember I was sitting at the picnic table drinking a beer. And every time I picked up the beer, it would dribble down my shirt. And uh-huh. I'm like, what the hell? Like After the third time and grandma was sitting there, he was losing it. Every time that would happen to me, she would just <laughs> laugh her ass off. And I'm like, all right, what is going on here? So finally, after like the fourth time and I'm like more beer on me than in me, she opens up her purse and pulls out an ice pick. And she's like, everybody has to keep one of these in their purse for, you know, those moments (laughs) when you can poke a hole in someone's beer. And I'm like, what? First of all, you are a crazy grandma. And second of all, I'm your grandkid. Do it on some crony in a bar. (laughs) So anyway, so dad was there. Larry was there. And he came over on his motorcycle. But when he left... He took a bunch of grandma's baked beans in his side bags. So he leaves to drive back home. 
Okay. And you know now the visual is like a side bag with beans just dumped into it. But the, the, you're going to want to know this for later. So about, I don't know, half hour goes by. All of a sudden, someone comes and gets me and with the phone, and they're like, your dad's at the hospital. He had an accident on the motorcycle. And I was like, oh, okay. So Mark and I and Grandma all go to get him at the hospital. And he was fine. This is the night I learned about if you're in an accident, you want to stay limp, as limp as you can upon impact, because that'll help you from, like, hurting yourself. Because yep. that's what... <laughs> that's what he claimed he did. He hit a, someone cut him off. He hit a curb and he flew, literally flew and like hit, came down. Like, I think he like skidded in on his head because he said the helmet dug a trail in the dirt. But mm -hmm. he's like, I just knew I had to stay limp on impact. <laughs> and all I could think was, oh my God, the grandmas make beans <laughs> in my bags. <laughs> they probably saved his life. <laughs> I don't know. So all this is going on. He's getting checked out. He's fine. But he's not really fine because dun, dun, dun. There's two cops outside waiting to take him into custody. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really know what he was being. I can't remember what he was being taken into custody for. But the next thing we know, we're in, going from the hospital to the jail with Grandma. So as we're walking in, Grandma's like, well, at least we're going in this door. You don't want to be going in the door over there. <laughs> and I'm like, why? She goes, well, you go in that door. You're not coming back out. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, I've got friends in here, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure you do. She goes, I ever tell you that story about the night I was harboring the fugitives in my house when the cops came around? I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, dumb shits. You know, doesn't this just sound like grandma? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, dumb shits. They robbed the bank, and then they didn't know what to do, so they were holed up at my place. And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, and the cops called me, and I said, oh, no, I haven't seen them. You know, I don't know where they shits. are. Yeah, yeah, the dumb shits. She's like, they're sitting in my living room playing cards. And I'm like, oh, grandma. <laughs> so she said, I got off the phone. And I said, well, they're on to you. You better take off. So she said, they hid in the woods across from my house for a few days. I, I bring them over food till they figured out what they were going to do. And I think they maybe were in the jail now because that's what triggered the whole <laughs> the whole thing. I've got friends. In I have a vague memory of hearing that story. About oh my God. In the yeah. 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 So yeah, <laughs> I had to bail dad out and we had to give him a ride home, but the whole thing from top to bottom was nuts. This is, I guess, a grandma story. Do you guys yeah. have grandmas like this? Anybody out there have crazy grandmas like this? And my grandma, how old is our grandma now? She's like 92. 92. She's still yeah. kicking and she, she'll still sit and have a beer with you, but, and probably if she can poke a hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> But you yeah. left out now. So when you bailed dad out of jail, was he covered in baked beans? No, he was not covered <laughs> in baked beans. Can't remember. I think he was very concerned about that. We get the saddlebags off the bike because he didn't want to, A, leave the beans on the bike. Because the bike was totaled, I think. Mm -hmm. so he just wanted to make sure he had the beans and the bag and the bag of beans. But it was worth it because it's just like hanging out with grandma and hearing those crazy stories. I was a single lady looking for a fun vacation, and that's what I got. Seriously, it was amazing. However, it wasn't quite what I expected. But then again, the best adventures never are. I was in my early 30s and I had just gotten divorced. 
and I just wanted to go on a vacation and I didn't really have anyone to go with because all my friends were paired up. So I did something that I don't normally do one day and I, which is I took a break in the break room at work. And while I was sitting there, I was looking at a magazine and I saw an article about an adventure company that was for women. And at the end of the article, I read that they were located where I was only blocks away. So after work that day, I hightailed it over there and got the brochure. And probably like two days later, I booked a trip to Cozumel. I think I just like did it all. And I was like super excited. And then I started telling people, like, I think the first person I told was my gay friend. And he was like, you idiot, you just booked yourself on a lesbian vacation. And I'm like, I did not. He's like, what is the name of this company? I'm like, Woods Women. And it's not spelled with a Y. And he's like, ah, he's like, I think you're going on a lesbian vacation. I'm like, I am not. I'm like, I, the article I read was about a woman and her daughter kayaking in Puget Sound. I'm like, they weren't like this. And he was like, okay. And then, so everyone I told was just like, giving me crap about it. So Jim had a lesbian friend and I had one lesbian friend. So we decided our lesbian friends should meet. And so we all went out to dinner, kind of, we were like cooking them up and we were having a great time. And all of a sudden Jim's like, Hey, tell them about your vacation that you're going on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going on this vacation, but I tell them the whole story. And they're like, all of them are exchanging looks and they all three are like, you're going on a lesbian vacation. And I'm like, I am not. Just what kind of vacation did I book myself on? Find out after the break. Hey, it's Kim. I'm just popping in to say hi, and I hope you're enjoying the show. And to let you know, you're helping make a dream come true by listening. Making this podcast has been an incredible experience, and I love doing it with my sisters. Truthfully, it also costs money to produce a podcast, so I'm asking you today to please visit our Patreon page at How in the Hell Did I Get Here, which is found at patreon.com, and make a pledge to support us. We appreciate you, and we can't wait to make more awesome stories for you. You're amazing, and thanks in advance for your support of How in the Hell Did I Get Here. Visit patreon.com and search for How in the Hell Did I Get Here, or you can hit the button on our website, howinthehellpodcast.com. And now, back to our story. And so then... I went to lunch with our the rep from our ad agency, and I was telling her about it. And I'm like, and everyone keeps thinking I'm going on a lesbian vacation. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, that's crazy, blah, blah, blah. So I come back from work, and I have a voicemail, and I pick it up, and this is the voicemail. Hi, Kim. This is your trip leader. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, I get a package delivered from the ad agency, and I'm like, why are they sending this package? We didn't. We're not waiting for anything. And I open it up, and there's a card in there, you know, like, hell, have a great trip, because I think I was going, like, on Saturday. It was, like, Thursday. And inside, they had made me a giant orange button that said, hi, my name's Kim, I'm straight. And they said, wear it off the plane. <laughs> okay, so let's establish this <laughs> right now. You have nothing against No, lesbians. I have nothing against <laughs> lesbians. I have good friends who are. So then I fly to Cosmo, and I come off the plane. I get through customs and everything, and I come in. And I see a motley crew of women, really, standing there. And there's one dressed like, he's like literally like a camp leader with like the khaki shorts and like the white shirt, (laughs) button-down shirt and everything. I'm like, oh, my God. And she's holding a sign that says Woods Women. And standing next to her is this tall woman with long black hair, like midway, you know, halfway down her body. 
and the best freaking Fu Manchu mustache I've ever seen. No, <laughs> no. Yes. yes. So, of course, I just have to act like, oh, I see women with Fu Manchu mustaches every day. But I've never seen one since or before, <laughs> before that. And then I later found out like a year later from one of my friends from that trip. She's like, did you know that they were actually doing a study about how people would react for facial hair on women? I don't even know why you would need to study that, but I'm like, okay, I went catatonic. Like, oh, hi. Don't look at the mustache. Don't look at the mustache. <laughs> Mo, Mo. Kind of hard not okay. to know. It was a Fu man too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Turned out it was like, I can't remember how many women. I want to say like 12. And the two guides were gay. Everyone was gay except for me and two other women and so we go to the hotel and we had to share rooms and so I go in and they're like oh your roommate went to the beach and like okay whatever so I'm like still like not 100% convinced at that point and so I'm unpacking and I'm like oh I'm like you know I kind of I see she's got a book on the bedside table and I'm like oh it's I'll pick it up it's like a detective novel female detective I'm like oh I love these I turned it over it's like lesbian detective Jane so-and-so you know I'm like hmm <laughs> So then I unpack and I'm like, okay, I'm like, this might not be the trip I thought I was going to be on. So I went downstairs and I got a cerveza from the bar and I went out and sat by the pool and I wrote in my journal. I'm like, okay, I paid a lot of money to be here and I really don't care who I'm on vacation with. I'm going to have a good time. And I did. We, I had so much freaking fun. Although one of the things we did was we rented these really crappy bikes like one speed bikes it was just like the most decrepit like cantankerous thing and we went to the market and we bartered and got two blankets each and then we rolled those crappy bikes across the island to like it's unincorporated on the other side there's no power or anything the funny thing was is when they said that I needed to bring a bike helmet I'm like oh I've been to Mexico before I'm like there is no safety in Mexico don't bother and I didn't really have room so I left it so because I was on an actual tour, they're like, you're going to have to get a helmet. So I was wearing like a boys <laughs> baseball helmet, like what they wear when they're up to hit. Okay. Fucking hot as hell. So I bonked like halfway across the island because it was hot. Like I got dehydrated. And I started seeing stars and my head was like sweaty, <laughs> sweaty wet because it was just like there's no breathing in those things. It was a hard plastic like base kids baseball helmet. I had to wear that across the island. So anyway, we finally made it over across the island and then we all slept on the beach. And so there, that was a whole other story where this crazy tourist got drunk and he like, he picked up a chair behind me and I didn't know, and he was going to smash it over my head. And the trip leader like intervened and like took him down. He was just like drunk. He wandered up to our table and just started swinging a chair on, but it was over my head. So that was exciting. And then it got all kind of crazy there at the resort. It was like a Fellini movie where we were all trying to figure out where we were supposed to sleep. And people were running around and the light, it was getting dark. And I wanted to sleep outside on the beach. Mm. Like, how mm -hmm. often do you get that chance, you know? There was another woman there and she had, like, basically it was left at the altar. And so she flipped the other way. I've threatened to do that. <laughs> and so... At the end of the night, she, like, was free. She was a nervous Nellie, and she was freaking out. She had a tent. And then she was like, Kim, will you sleep in the tent with me? And I was like, ah. I'm like, no. I'm like, I want to sleep on the beach. And she was like, I'm really scared, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, fine. 
And then the other part about it, I was so confident that I was like going to have a great time and make good friends with my new women friends. The trip ended in like five days, but I think the flights only went like once a week. So I had no choice but to stay like two or three extra days. So I'm like, oh, I, I'm not going to sweat it because I'm going to have friends. Turned out that a woman and her daughter did end up staying like for three more days and we all hung out and we had a great time. We went to, rented motos and rode around the island and it was so super fun. It was a great trip. It really was a fun trip. And I, I am friends with some of those women today. Erin decides to clear out her uber large three-story house by having a huge garage sale. And I'm there to help. It's all going great until Erin mentions the teepees. I get there and my sister, Erin, who's on with me right now, decides that the best way to get anything happening in your life is just to get busy, damn it. So... She decides she's going to have like this freaking garage sale from hell. It's from hell because they have so much shit. I have never seen a house filled with so much stuff. There were like rooms the size of what I would 200 square foot house full of stuff. Jam packed. I mean, over years. Rooms that I would consider a bedroom, which they use for closets, which were filled with clothes, which was crazy. So there was just a lot of stuff. And her ex-husband was a hunter, and he had a ton of, like, hunting stuff. I mean, he just had every type of hunting material that there was available because he really loves being outdoors. And anyway, so we're having a garage sale, and we are, like, going through the whole house, and we're pulling stuff out, and we're pricing it, and it's just going on for freaking days. So at one point, this is, like, weeks now we're into this thing, and the weather when I got there was cool, and then it turned suddenly really hot, like, in the 90s, like, high 90s, and it was in, like, late April or something. I came downstairs, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to help with the garage sale stuff now today, and Erin says to me, okay, that's awesome. You know, we just have to uh, we have, we have to put those seven teepees out on the lawn, and it's, like, 98 degrees and humid. And I'm like not into this. I'm like, excuse me. I'm like fucking seven teepees. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to go downstairs and price clothes. So I storm downstairs where there's like a mountain of clothes. And I just storm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so I storm downstairs sitting there and pricing the clothes. And I'm like, I'm just going to swear here, people. If you haven't, you know, beep it out if you have kids in the car. But I'm like, damn it. I can't believe I'm fucking have to put the fucking teepees on the lawn. Fucking, fucking ex-brother-in-law is fucking hunting you. <laughs> Who the fuck needs seven teepees? I mean, you know, I'm picturing, like, these, like, camouflage duck blind things. You know, it's some teepee, like, you know. Meanwhile, I have no idea. Yeah, meanwhile, Erin is and she's just doing her own thing, whatever. And I'm downstairs, like, for 45 minutes. like Sweating at the thought. And just pissed. And I'm like, this is... Like, I can see having one fucking TP, but a seven? Who needs it? I'm like, really? You can't even be in seven TPs at the same time. I'm like, what are they, like, TPs for different whatever you're going to kill? I don't know, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay. So right. I come storming back up. I am calmer. I And I think I come to the, back to the kitchen where you are still at the island, whatever you're doing. And so then I was like, okay. I was centered. I was balanced. I'm like, okay. I'm ready to go outside and put up the fucking TP now. <laughs> and you like looked at me like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, remember you said we had to put out those TPs? And you're like, TVs, televisions, TVs. And I was like, oh. 
owned a teepee. Yeah, but you know not only much... one but seven. I know, but you know how much shit he had. He had a like a whole closet full of hunting stuff, and I just thought. Seriously, I did think I'm like, oh, he's probably got a bear teepee. He's probably got a duck teepee. He's oh, probably got a turkey teepee. Right. Yeah, he's probably got a deer teepee. I mean, seriously, I don't know. What do Hunter, I do for hunting? Hunters call those blinds, but you can call them teepees, and there were no teepees in the end. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate us and leave an iTunes review. Shout out here to Lilac Amethyst and Hardware Kid for their recent reviews. And if you can share the show with a friend, we would really appreciate it. We're an independent podcast, and the only way for us to get found is with your help. So thank you. This episode is dedicated to our Grandma Pat, who really was something. To see pictures and read more about her, visit the show notes on our website, howinthehellpodcast.com, and also in our Facebook group. Today's show was produced by Kim A. Floden and features myself, Carrie Floden, and Aaron Beach. Our music is by Silent Partner. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, How in the hell did I get here? <laughs>